The following recording is a replay of a live show that aired Tuesday, October 3rd at 5 o'clock p.m. The opinions expressed do not reflect the opinions of the University of Wisconsin-Madison or its Board of Regents. Hello all and welcome to another edition of After Further Review on WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. I'm Vincent Hesbrick, here as always with my good friend Alex Schuster. Excited to have guest host Max Kappel joining us. Now Alex, I'd say last week might have been our best show. Uh, once again, our thanks to Garrison Gregory for joining us. Um, I'd say this might be our worst. Uh, maybe just from that little... Um, th- th- we we have a special surprise for the guests today, and I, I haven't heard it yet, so I don't know how good of radio we're going to make with that. But. Oh, but basically, we start each show with Rate My Take, where we each give our sports opinions that we developed ahead of time, and we give it to each other, rate them. Except we put a bit of a twist on it. I was home last weekend in my hometown of Hartford, Wisconsin, which I love very much. Uh, I talked to my neighbors, and I guess that they grow Carolina Reapers. Now, for any, anyone who doesn't know what a Carolina Reaper is, which I'm sure you do, basically there's a chemical in peppers called capsaicin, which measures how spicy it is. It's something that's made by the pepper to try and ward off predators. And there's something called the Scoville scale that measures how much capsaicin is in a pepper. Obviously, the higher the number it is, the spicier it is. Jalapenos at just about 3,000. Uh, habanero as 100,000, 350,000. Ghost peppers, a million. Carolina Reaper, two million. Unfortunately uh, for us, but fortunately for the listener, we have three very irrational people who uh, decided to eat uh, a, a little sliver, not an entire uh, Carolina Reaper, but uh, it made for hopefully some interesting audio. No, Max, you have any thoughts before we I play this thing? Because we, we couldn't do it live for good reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm excited to relive it, for sure. All right, I'm not. This is more like PTSD for me. <laughs> but with that, uh, we piled into the, the CD library, and this is what happened last night. You have the order figured out. I'm going to go first, then Alex second, and Max third. So I guess, what, count down from three, and I'll just take a bite and start going. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. All right, so my take is about baseball's playoffs as a whole. Oh, my gosh, it's already bad. I got to swallow this. Holy cow, that's really bad. Oh, my God. So, from 1903 to 1968, there were no true MLB playoffs. Yeah. It was literally just the best two teams from each league would play each other in the World Series. And this was terrible because, oh, my gosh. This, the, league, the entire league just be set with like a month left. So September baseball is just supposed to be the best month of baseball. <laughs> it became the worst. Oh and gosh. then from 1969 to 1963, they, or 69 to 93, they expanded it. And they had, uh, each league then had two divisions. It, it's bad. <laughs> it's crazy. So I think four all teams. of us have a little bit of sweat going right now. Yeah, but the problem with this was that you could have the second best record in the league and not make the playoffs, which is what happened in 1993 with the Giants. Oh, God, this is bad. <laughs> Holy heck, I'm going for the milk right away. Go for it. Go for it. Go, go, go. Um, oh. To be honest, I think I'm, I'm, I need the milk. Go for it. I'm, I need the milk. Oh, my God. Drink the milk. <laughs> Are we sure we want to do this? Yep. Yeah, just keep going. Bye, okay. Go. The playoffs were the best. When they had wild card, two wild card teams, and now they don't. I'm gonna grab a garbage, and now they're worse. Explain, elaborate. Um, I think we just talked about what's going on with the hot pepper right now. Oh my god, this was terrible. 
I put it on the, the right side of my mouth. Yeah. Entire side of my mouth is on fire right now. I put mine straight onto my tongue. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was, we that have that was the idea. Oh. I like wish it would go away, but it can't. It's going to be sitting here the whole time. If you need the garbage, go crazy, Vince. Yep. <laughs> okay, so, um... I, something about the baseball playoffs, I barely was able to know what was going on there. I'm going to give you a 10 for going straight after you putting that pepper <laughs> in your mouth. Oh, I'm actually crying. I am too. But only on the right side, my right eye is the one that's tearing up Okay, right so now. I'm just going to get So... My, oh my god, yeah, this is I, so much worse. I give you a 10, I give you a 10. What's it? 10? 10. That's a 10. 10 same reasons. You should see Vince right now. We can't get it. We need oh. visual for this. This would have been a perfect visual. Nope, just go. <laughs> Alright, um, oh. right, so on number two, my take is that people shouldn't get mad after fans storm the field after a college game. You should be allowed to do that. Free will. I had this take after the, the Colorado game. They stormed it after beating Colorado State. Yeah. I think it was electric. It was like a part two that I forgot to mention in that take. It's the most fun thing as a fan. Nobody's going to care. Afterwards, it's just a great memory. Anyone that's butthurt after, might have to cut that, uh, after you uh, go on a <laughs> storm the field after a big win, I mean, it's the dumbest thing ever. You shouldn't have to put qualifications of how high the team has to be ranked or how, how long of a rivalry you have to have. It's just a passionate thing. If you do it and the moment feels right, who cares? Let the fans be fans and show their passion. Storm the field all you want. I want to say for the record, I had the most seeds in my piece. Oh, yeah. Vince, <laughs> yeah, we should say that. Oh, my God. You had to go first, and you got the shortest end of the stick with the, with the, with the bit of pepper there. That is tremendous. 10 out of 10. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I remember most of what you said. I'll give it an eight because I don't remember everything that you said. I don't even remember what I said either. It's fine. All right, I'm gonna double up on. Uh, you know what? No, I'm not. <clears throat> so the the Bucks just got uh, Drew, uh, not Drew Holiday. They gave away Drew Holiday. The Celtics get Drew Holiday. Bucks get uh, Damian Lillard. You know what I'm gonna say? It does not matter. First of all, neither of those teams are gonna win the NBA championship, and I'm gonna go as far as to say neither of them are being the representative of the East. It does not matter. Someone else is going to win. Bucks are too old. Celtics just flat out not good enough. That's my hot take. Oh, my gosh. So part of me wants to agree with you because I don't want to be overly biased. I am a hardcore Bucks fan, so I, I'm tempted to give you a zero, but you just came on our show as a guest and ate the highest pepper possible. <laughs> That's instant 10. doesn't matter. Yeah. I agree 100%. <laughs> I can feel it like in my ear right now. I'm like sweating out of my head from it. So you said the Bucks aren't going to win? They are not going to win. Neither of the Bucks are Celtics. I don't care what they're doing. Neither of them are going to win. He said they're not even going to make the finals. Exactly. I mean, I thought Dame shoot really well against Drew, though. He's you know, 60% against him in that series. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the best podcasting ever recording. No matter how terrible the audio is, we have to use it. I'm starting to get a stomach ache. It's so hot. <laughs> I already have one. I had one the it's second day. my stomach. Oh. And you guys want the milk? You look like uh, you need it yeah, more. I'm good. <laughs> I, the first sip of it, it cleaned off my tongue. My throat and stomach hurt really bad right now. And I yeah. like feel like a headache from the pepper. Like It definitely has a cerebral effect. Yeah, it does. That's where I'm at. And as we said earlier, Vince's did have, like, more seeds than, like, 
any than any whatever pepper we just I ate needed to have. Over my head right now. <laughs> There's no possible reason you should have had that many peppers. You should you should have cut yourself off a smaller chunk of that. Yeah, I, I'm stupid. Oh. Why didn't you just do it in thirds, like vertically instead of horizontally? Because I had a plastic knife. It was just a plastic knife. Okay, are we good then? So... Yep, hot takes. Literal hot takes. Literal oh hot takes. Oh, hottest takes possible. Let's go to. What's it called, Alex? Oh, Badger Sports Update. Is that what we're going with? I, I think we have to do it. Yeah. Okay, we'll come with a better name next week. We don't have time. Let's just go. We'll start with the volleyball. With the number one ranked Badgers, moved at 13-0 after a sweep of the now 2-11 Michigan Wolverines. Wisconsin outplayed the Big Ten rival. They outscored the Big Ten rival 60-34 on the day of 11 blocks in three sets. Bucky will try to continue their Big Ten dominance on the road against Iowa and Illinois this week. The men's soccer team went on the road. I got to do Owen. Tammy Thomas and Laura had a really great game. 10 kills, one error on 20 attempts. She had a hitting percentage below 200, but she had 450 in that game. She's someone who's going to be a key contributor to this team. So excited because she's such a fun player to watch. And with that, let's read some soccer. Oh, the men's soccer team went on the road and tied Michigan oh. in Ann Arbor to move to 4-2-4 four, and four on the season and 1-0-4 oh, in conference play. They'll have a, touch, a tough matchup at home this Friday against the 5-0-4 Michigan State Spartans. Women's team. women's team was great. I actually wrote about the women's team for WSVM. It was a crazy game. That's awesome. It was a crazy game. You want to take this over, Max? I'll just do women's soccer. Yeah. I'll do just do women's soccer. I mean, there was, it's, we, it started the game with, like, a red card, like, six minutes into it. And then it's... Oh. And then it... It, oh, just go, yeah, just yeah. do your recap. Emma Jaskinick opened the scoring on the ensuing penalty kick. It was actually crazy. I mean, immediately a red card. And then... Uh, what was the What happened? Ooh, I think it was a Gophers defender touched the touched the ball with their hand. Can't oh, do that. Cannot okay. do that. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Gordon scored the second goal. She got a concussion on the play. It was a header right in front of the goal. It was just a crazy game. And then at the end of the game, I was watching it. There was a kick... Gophers goal, uh, goalkeeper had a free kick from like midfield, kicked it. It looked like it went in, and it, literally the broadcast was like, "This is a goal." Stats were like, "This is a goal," and then they reviewed it for so long. And you know what they said at the end? They were like, "Actually, it didn't go in the net." Wow. So yeah, it was an absurd game, but yeah, the so Badgers was it like on the win. line? You're saying? I don't, it, like, like, how do you not know if it goes in the goal? Or not? <laughs> no, I don't know, but it, it was a, a wonderful game. They, you know. That's my analysis of the women's soccer game. It was a great game. They awesome. Well, was it a cool atmosphere at McClyman? Because, I mean, admissions. It was an away game. It was oh, an away so game. You were was no, I watched it on Big Ten Plus. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Beat the Gophers for the 12th straight time. It was awesome. And you're from Minnesota, right? I am from Minnesota. I mean, are, where does your allegiance stand right now? Uh, well, <laughs> as a student here uh, at, at uh, UW, of course, rooting for Badgers in every situation. Okay. Yeah, um, you know, I was going to make a joke that we're going to have to throw you out anyways, but I don't have the mental capacity. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to take over hockey here? Sure, Max? do it. And finally, the defending national champion women hockey team got their title defense off to a solid start by clobbering Lindenwood on the road. Bucky won 6-0 in the first game since the national championship and dropped 16 goals during the second, second game. The play <laughs> 
<laughs> play the, their home opener this Thursday and Friday against the 3-7-2 Boston College. Elks, this is the game we do. Where's Lindenwood? Jersey. Max? Lindenwood. Uh, isn't that in uh, New Hampshire? St. Charles, Missouri. Oh. Oh, oh my God. At Lindenwood. At Lindenwood. So... Any final thoughts before I turn off the turn off our recordings? Um, never do this. It was a horrible idea. I just hope there's at least one redeeming quality and that it was worth it to listen to for all of you guys. Um, yeah, I wish I would have just swallowed it straight away and let my yeah, son deal with the content. Did you like chew it? I chewed it. I chewed it. I chewed it and moved it around my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I because I had, a, I had a small piece of it um, when I was at my hometown, and you know, it was bad, don't get me wrong, but it was manageable. So I thought, oh, so I gotta really challenge myself. And now I'm literally crouched on the ground <laughs> in the CD library <laughs> next to the garbage can. I have like dripping sweat underneath my hat right now. It's, it does not feel good. My, like I'm radiating heat through my entire body. That. I mean, my the milk did save me instantly. Like, I don't know if I just didn't get a big enough piece of the pepper, but my tongue hurts when I'm talking for too long, and that's about it right now. I've been, I've just been quiet in the corner, <laughs> trying just to like You're, just, just sulking a little bit. It hurts. A I little think bit. You know, because of how you acted, Max. You know, you you've taken this incredibly well. I think you can just host the show whenever you want. Now it's kind of your show. Now you've you've. Um, You've taken over. You won. It was a dominant performance. I didn't know this was a competition. <laughs> if it was I, a competition, you won. This was the, the pepper part, by far, you took it the absolute best. Like, I'm sorry, Vince. I, yeah, I gotta say, I think you got the worst pepper by far, so that explains why, but the worst, you got the worst reaction by far. The thanks. The glass is a medium, because I look pathetic right now. <laughs> and with that... Back to the studio. <laughs> so a couple notes on that. Um, I want to say now, Max, is, as we said before, this was a this is a an audio medium. What did I look like from your perspective? You looked like a man that needed help. <laughs> the way, you know, the milk was there for you. The garbage can was there for you. We were there to encourage you. You needed help. You know. It was it was just, it was something it was something. Yeah, you guys stayed in your seats the entire time. I went on a journey. Uh, I was did laps around the room, and then I thought I was gonna throw up, so I ran to grab the garbage can. I think that was the best part of like hearing you like m your voice get like louder and quieter, and like I don't know if people thought that was like fluctuations and like is vo like speaking volume, but it was actually him like moving further like up and down away from the microphone as he was like jumping and circling, doing anything he could to get the heat out of his mouth other than drinking milk or water. Yeah, I don't remember most of the experience, but I remember thinking, because when I first came here to Madison, I was like, I got to really learn about the volleyball team here because I don't really know much volleyball at all. So as I was literally hauling myself up onto the chair that I was sitting underneath of to say, Timmy Thomas, I Laura guts. I mean, that sounds like, you know what? Maybe I just should have not learned volleyball at that point. <laughs> oh, that was it. I will, like, now that we're through it all, I, I think it was worth it. I, listening to that back, like, sitting here laughing with you guys all in the studio, like, that it was 100% worth it. I think we need to do it again, but with a better microphone and a camera. <laughs> Max? I'd be down. The camera oh would gosh. be great. <laughs> okay, I, I want to stick up for myself here because I was literally crying. 
Um, but how is that sticking up for yourself? No, no, but there's, but the spiciest part of the pepper, the spice does not actually come from the seeds. It comes from the part directly below the stem. That's where it's all cored into one central area where the spice then disperses as it grows. Alex, what part of the pepper did I eat? Um, the stem and that entire core part. <laughs> exactly. So have you guys seen uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade by chance? Of course. Yep. Okay. I don't, I've, I've seen it once. I don't really remember All right. It. So you know when the bad guy was named Donovan, I think? He, he has the wrong... Uh, holy grail and then he kind of has that moment where he's like wait a minute something's wrong and then it all goes to heck for him yeah that was me the night or a couple hours afterwards all of a sudden I felt something in my stomach and my roommate saw me basically in outer space I proceeded to spend the next two hours on the ground with the worst stomach pain in my entire life but the best part was that I was supposed to have an online test that I had to take like at a particular time so I literally took a test while laying on the ground in the bathroom <laughs> So, I mean, that's definitely going to be a lasting college memory. A, yeah. a story for life. Most college thing I've done to that <laughs> point. Well, any any final thoughts and experience before we get into our actual show portion here? I don't know how we're going to top that. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> yeah. If we do this again, I want one of you guys to have the stem part. Maybe we just we all eat the whole pepper. pepper. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't. Do, we're it, ready it's for it. Bad. <laughs> it. I'm just going to tell you right now, you're not. I, the, my after effects were not as bad as what you described. I did have a little bit of a stomach cramp for like an hour while I was sitting watching the football game afterwards, but yeah, I was pretty much all right. I do kind of want to know what you were talking about, and I feel like we do a at least owe it to you to eat that same part of the pepper. Well, I I would not I do not want you guys to do that because I would not wish this on my worst enemy. It, it's tough, but. With that said, <laughs> we'll jump into our next segment, Laundry List, where you know we, we all watch a lot of sports. Not everything can be made into a segment. So we get some time to get some things off of our chest. Now, Alex, I see you've got – you're recapping quite the trade that happened last week. Yeah, I, so, I mean, I think it's the, the main thing that we have to talk about. Uh, it was a part of your uh, Rate My Take uh, <laughs> the week before um, – the Bucks, not sure what to do, talking about moving off of Giannis, and something we kind of missed out on was, do we need to like move other pieces and, and try and build around Giannis and get him another superstar? And that's exactly what the Bucks did. Uh, I think less than 24 hours after uh, we did our last show, uh, trading Drew Holiday uh, to the Portland Trailblazers as part of a three-team deal uh, to bring in uh, Damian Lillard uh, to the Bucks, And I personally love the move. Outside of the fact that we had to lose Drew Holiday, he was one of my favorite players in the NBA. And then to make matters worse, he's going to my absolute least favorite team in the Boston Celtics. So I was pretty heartbroken to see that. And it's kind of just an up and down of emotions, uh, getting an, an, a star player that uh, really fits a lot of the needs of the Bucks, uh, something like th that perimeter playmaking and just uh, the guy you can uh, give the ball to in the last seconds makes key shots, all those things. Um, but then also moving away from a guy that was, I would say, a, a key part of the heart and soul of our our defense and um, just a stand-up guy. Yeah, it was pretty funny because I edited the recording and it got uploaded after the Damian Lillard trade happened. So I was talking about what the Bucks should do while the Bucks made their move. <laughs> Uh, but I want to talk about Dame Lillard's arrival in Milwaukee because now it, it wasn't, 
I don't think it was incredible. Uh, there were a ton of people there to support him. It was really, seemed like a really great time, everyone hanging out there. But his plane got delayed, so people had to wait extra two hours in Milwaukee, which they did just to see him, you know, walk up and say hi. And, you know, it's, it's, it's impossible to read someone's emotion just by looking at their face. But Dame did not necessarily seem as thrilled as he would if he was in Miami. Did, did you, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. I mean, see, a lot of people have talked about this of, like, is he going to even want to stay and play in Milwaukee? I, I don't think he's going to be as happy about the city, especially with uh, some of those other um, more ideal locations. Uh, uh, Warmer locations. Uh, yeah, warm, warmer <laughs> locations, I, I should say, on his list. Um, but you also are partnered up with Giannis Antetokounmpo, so it's hard to not find a way to, to power through, at least for one season. Yeah, well, it was it was pretty cool, though. Um, you know, they, had, they took team photos, and they had Chris, Brooke, and Lillard were doing it, and then Giannis tried to squeak in between Lillard and Chris to try and get in the middle of the picture, and then they were like, Chris and Giannis were kind of like, poking or taking jabs at each other and Lillard said I've never been in a picture quite like this so that makes me think he's maybe he's coming around and he's seen the talent around this team and his goal he said is to win a championship and I'd say he has quite the ability to do just that here in Milwaukee and with that I guess I'll talk about the Brewers to an extent now they play right after this show ends Uh, I'm, I'm very excited to watch the game we'll be talking about that a little bit more tonight, but there was a game earlier this year that I think might have been the game of the year for the Brewers, and that's really saying something, because I talked about Mark Canna's grand slam against the, um, uh, I believe it was the Nationals that happened a couple weeks ago. Maybe that is still the game of the year, but the Brewers were taking on the Cubs, and they had already clinched a division. They technically had nothing to play for, but sometimes baseball is all about just having those cool moments in between games when, you know, maybe it doesn't affect the actual season, but it's just something to watch live. And the Brewers, you know, they had to clinch the division, so they gave Corbin Burns some rest to put Colin Rea on the mound against the Cubs, who needed a win to stay alive in the postseason hunt. And Brewers got up to a 3 nothing lead, then a reliever allowed two runs, and with two outs in the eighth, Craig Council brought in Caleb Bushley, who is from Hortonville, Wisconsin, 30 years old, never in the majors before. Grinded his whole life to try and get there. Craig Council gives him a shot. He retires the first guy in the eighth, comes into the ninth, his whole family in attendance, his coach is in attendance, it seemed his entire hometown was there. One run lead allows a leadoff home run to Ian Happ to tie it up. But he buckled down, didn't allow any more runs in the ninth, then allowed a scoreless tenth despite the Manfred runner on second and allowed the Brewers to walk it off in the tenth basically ending the Cubs season. Now, once again, this game didn't really matter at all, but it was just cool to watch. And I think that that's kind of something that, as a fan, especially of a, a small market team like the Brewers, you got to learn to appreciate because I really like this Brewer team. I think it's better than the 2021 team. I'm still definitely not picking them to win the championship. So I think that you look at these cool moments that happen, you see these dreams come through for people, that's kind of got to be, might have to be, our version of the World Series. And if that's the case, then so be it, because that was an awesome thing to see. And with that, you know, we pretty kind of a rough time to do our Packer grade segment because Packers played quite a bit ago, so I'm sure we'll we'll speed through. It's not exactly a game I want to talk about too much either. But Alex, why don't you start it off here? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it, it almost brings about an end of an era uh, for the, the NFC North. I mean, the Lions seem like they're the most dominant team in the division now, which is something I, I never thought I would say. Um, and to just lead off the grades here, um, I'll go with Jordan Love. Uh, I give him a C-, minus, which might even be a little bit generous. Uh, just couldn't really get the offense moving at all, especially in the first half. And then 
uh, again a little bit in the fourth quarter. So um, not the best game from him. Yeah, I put C minus as well. He had a 69 or 70 pass rating, 69.9. Uh, I'm willing to round up for his benefit there. One touchdown, two picks, uh, only 246 yards on 36 attempts. But his offensive line was not doing him any favors whatsoever. I gave him a C minus as well. He just was getting pummeled every single play. No one was open. This Lions team, kind of cliche, they came to play. They were fired up. And that, in my opinion, is on Matt LaFleur, who I gave a D for this game. And the reason I give him a, not an F is because they, they had a nice touchdown drive coming out of the half to try and kind of make it a game. But you talk about team, or coaches like Dan Campbell being the motivators, the guy who get their teams going. It's kind of... I think we don't really see the impact of that as often. We just kind of know it exists. But when you see a team like the Lions, who maybe they're not exactly as talented, just position for position as the Packers, and the Packers were hurt, but I don't even think it would have mattered because the Lions steamrolled them that first half. Just more physical, played harder, clearly wanted it more. Big game for them, and they rose to the occasion. Packers, not so much. And I think that's partially on the coach. I would agree. Um, I mean, he seems like he's one of the best coaches in the NFL when it comes to X's and O's, but... um, not necessarily the best coach for building like a team culture, especially like a positive relationship with uh, the quarterback. I I feel like his relationship with Aaron Rodgers wasn't that great, and I haven't really seen too much between him and Jordan Love uh, so far this season. I mean, that's obviously uh, still a new relationship, so we could see something progressing there. But uh, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like he brings the same energy that we see from uh, someone like Dan Campbell on the other sideline of that game. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, it's hard to... Because to an extent, you just have to let your players motivate themselves. But when you just see a, a gap that wide, you got to wonder what the heck was going on. I mean, were they just, like, meditating or something together? Were they just playing Red Dead Redemption before the game? So I don't know what was going on, but Dan Campbell had them ready to run through walls, maybe just because he wants them to, just for fun. So Dan Campbell, incredible coach. Um, he's a great ex and those guys, criminally underrated in that department, but he showed why he's so great. So... I mean, if I had to give a grade to a Lions guy, I mean, A-plus for Dan Campbell. That was awesome. They'll see. Uh, the, uh, moving on to my next grade here, I have Quay Walker. Uh, a really great game from him, aside from one key <laughs> mistake, which it, it's so tough uh, with him. Just every time, I guess, he plays the Lions, and now it's just going to be uh, a yearly thing of just end-of-the-game meltdowns. But um, I don't know. It's still tough because I feel like that was – uh, just a little mental mistake that like he was just done out of passion like he was doing any, anything he possibly could to try and make a play and you just got to be smarter in the situation uh, so I had to downgrade him because of that but everything yeah, outside of that explain was what he pretty did great. that was illegal so on a field goal attempt for the Detroit Lions that would have held it at a two score game I believe yeah um, he jumped over um, like right in the middle of the uh, the offensive yeah, line. Yeah, the long snapper. Yeah, the long snapper. And landed just grazing uh, with his foot along the long snapper's back, uh, which you cannot do. You can jump over the offensive line, uh, but you're not allowed to touch them. Really? Um, I didn't think you were allowed you to can. jump over if them. If you touch them, that's when it's a penalty. Okay. Um, so he ended up touching him, which, I mean, obviously gave them then – uh, f- first down, which they were able to turn that field goal then into a touchdown and essentially seal uh, the game away. Which, uh, I mean, you can you could say that even without the play, the Packers still needed to get, uh, I believe, two touchdowns to win the game. But uh, completely uh, just curbed any chance we really had of uh, 
continuing a comeback. Yeah, I feel like there was some momentum swing. I mean, the gears were starting to turn in my head, like, well, maybe if we do this two-point conversion, then that, we're back in the game. But he, he as soon as the Packers got some hope, it was snuffed out by a boneheaded play from Quay Walker, who yeah. I think he, he had like 19 tackles on it. Yeah, everything outside of that one play, it was just one snap. And it really sucks that, I mean, you have to look at it and say, like, if that play goes the other way, it's a completely different game. Um, and I count that at the end of the day. I mean, like you, you got to be able to play the full game without the mental mistakes. And, I mean, he's still a young player, so there's still time to grow there. But uh, a little bit disappointing, especially for from one of my favorite players, too. Yeah, you, you said I it. love him. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be a yearly thing or a weekly thing, you grading I, his performance. I but think it is. It's warranted. Every, well, every single player. time we're on defense, I just – out of habit, my eyes are just drawn to him every single time because even if he's not the one making the tackle, you still f- see him somewhere in the screen running in to try and make a play. Um, so I personally think he's our, the best player on our defense yeah, th- that's, this season. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, Jair had a tough game too yeah. as Falcons hasn't played since. So that's a, you, you're probably right on yeah. that one. <laughs> and with that, I guess I'll, if I had to give a grade, I want to do a positive grade each week and. The offensive line has been in flux. David Bakhtiari on IR. It looks like the Packers really should have traded him to the Jets in retrospect. Elton Jenkins has been hurt as well, which thinks he's a pro bowler. And it really, you know, they had some great performances during or during the year with some uh, offensive lines that were made up of backups, but really fell apart. That being said, really impressed with what Zach Tom has brought to the team this year at that right tackle position. Just pr- really impressed. Um, he's someone where you don't say his name often, and that's kind of the point. Just one of those lower-drafted players, and all of a sudden they work their way up the depth chart. Before you know it, the Packers got themselves a quality offensive lineman with a later-round pick. So, excited to see what he's going to do the rest of the year. I gave him a B+. Plus. Uh, I'm, I'm glad because I, I picked him out, and then I saw PFF agree with me. So that kind of gives me that that confirmation bias. Yeah, I'm, it's really tough to give anyone on that offensive line a good, a good grade after that performance, but uh, if it was anyone, uh, Tom was the guy to give it to. Um, my final grade, I had Romeo Dobbs. Uh, I honestly think he can be like a solid wide receiver two option in our offense, constantly uh, running good routes, making separation. Um, it's, I really just want to see him back with Christian Watson because I do think that that is where he needs to be as the wide receiver two rather than a wide receiver one. Uh, but while Watson's been out, he's been uh, making good use of the opportunity and uh, really stepping up for our offense. So uh, I gave him a B. All right. And I guess that does it for this current segment. We will going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with some baseball bull predictions, which we're very excited about. We can get Max's vast intellect involved with the show. And then we'll talk about some two-on-two NFL teams and see what, how we think they're going to do the rest of the year. is a proud underwriter of WSUM. Ian's provides over a dozen varieties of pizza by the slice with vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free options available. Madison locations are at 100 State Street, 319 North Francis Street, and the historic Garver Feed Mill. Online ordering and a full menu is available at ianspizza.com. Ian's Pizza, with downtown locations open late seven days a week. Hey, Jay, what are you doing? I'm going to walk. But, Jay, the light is red. What if there's a car? You know I don't believe in cars. I'm going to walk. Jay, please. I'm doing it. (gasps) He really put the L in walk. 
Let's not be like our ex-friend Jay. It's well known that Wisconsin ranks 46 in the country for jaywalking-related accidents. And with your participation, we could be 47th. Here are some tips to help you obey pedestrian traffic laws. Often find yourself restless at a red light? Carry around a fidget toy or a snack. Look left and right, then left again. Repeat as necessary. Hold hands while crossing the street. If still inclined to break the law, ask a friend to restrain you. Remember, you, you can't, can't walk if you're hit by a car. And we are back. You're listening to After Further Review on WSM 91.7 FM Madison. I'm Vincent Hesper with Alex Schuster, guest host Max Kappel. So we're going to do our new segment, and we don't do a whole lot of baseball on here, but playoffs are coming up. I'm very excited to see what's going to happen. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to it's called baseball bold predictions. You're never going to believe it. We do bold predictions about baseball, but some predictions are bolder than others. So we each came up with three, and we're going to grade on a scale of one or zero to five on how bold the prediction is. And then if that prediction happens, you get the number of points that the, your co-host assigned to you. So I'm really excited to do this one. I guess. Max, you want to go first? You're probably the one who has the most knowledge of this stuff. I, I love baseball. It's, it, October baseball love is it. just such an awesome, awesome time. I mean, um, if I'm not correct, you, you, you're watching it right now. I am watching thing. it right yeah. now. It's in commercial break. Twinkies are holding on to three to one lead. And I'm actually going to do my first hot take on the Twins because I, I just can't help myself. I'm going to say they're going to win this series and beat the Astros wow. next series. Not only are we going to be getting... Our first playoff win since October 5th of 2004, but we're going to win two full series. Uh, and, I, I mean, I love this team so much. So, Paulo Lopez had a pretty pretty nice outing today, nearly. I mean, five and two-thirds, he gave up one run. And then, uh, if you guys are not familiar with Bailey Ober, he's probably not even going to be our third starter, but he really should be rather over Joe Ryan. He's, like, one of the most awesome. Like, if you're new to baseball, watch this guy pitch. He's, like, six foot nine, but he moves so fluidly. He's, like, perfectly crafted by, like, I love analytics, and he's kind of like that perfect pitcher for that. So I really just love this this uh, this pitching staff, and I think it's strong enough to win two full series. Yeah, I actually had Bailey Ober on my fantasy baseball team, so I'm well aware of just how great he's been for the Twins this year. Uh, I I'm, I'm think I might give you a three on that one. Or, oh, gosh, because I I, for me, five is, like, a team is going to break a record because their postseason performance is so good slash bad. But mm-hmm. the fact you're, you're saying a team that hasn't won a playoff game or that's been 0-18 in this past 18 playoff games and you're going to win two series, that's pretty gutsy. Actually, I'm going to give you a four, four for that one. That's what I was thinking because yep. I, okay. I didn't have any prior context, but the way you set it up influenced me from that three to a four as soon as you said that. I didn't realize like how – like. Minnesota Timberwolves, like I knew they hadn't done much in Stop. the playoffs, but, but I didn't realize the Twins were the same situation there. Yeah, it's been rough. We've made it plenty of times, but like lost 18 straight now, so you know. But it looks like it's going to end, and it I am definitely, tonight, I'm definitely trying to jinx you with that one. Two runs, that's a two-run shot from Vlad Guerrero, but. Was it? No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go next then. Brewers play tonight as soon as this game's done. So excited to watch that one. And I am. I think that my Brewers are going to fare already against the Diamondbacks, so I am still pretty nervous. However, I think that tonight, with Corbin Burns pitching, a guy who allows a lot of stolen bases, and William Contreras throwing, a guy who's had some tough performances behind the dish, I think Corbin, or not Corbin Carroll, I think the Diamondbacks will steal four or more bases against the Brewers tonight. Now, 
the Diamondbacks stole the second most bases in the league this year with 166. Corbin Carroll alone, rookie sensation, had 56 on the year, so only five caught stealing. So I think that they're going to get a stolen base. They're going to see how easy it is, and I think that this team is going to start swiping bags like crazy against the crew tonight. That's pretty... I mean, I love... Corbin Carroll is sort of an Albert K. the year winner already. Yeah, I remember the Ellie De La Cruz period where it was like, oh, he could steal it, Yeah, and he didn't. What was the number four? Four steals in the series? Yes, four more. In the series or... No, no, in, the, in game one. Okay. Oh, in game one. Yes. So that, I, didn't, I needed to give myself some context for this. So uh, this, I believe it's from this year, there's been an average of .7 bases, uh, stolen bases per team per game this season and that's up yeah and that's up from uh point five uh last year um that that's a pretty hot take right that's there very I, hot would i don't know if i should give this between like a four and a five like i, I don't want to like it's not dis- five worthy. okay well, i think is it four worthy it's four worthy four worthy yeah. i th- well four steals awesome i'll take it um obviously i hope this doesn't happen as a diehard brewer fan i'm rocking the brewer jersey right now but Alex, what do you have for us? I know you're not a super big baseball guy, so I'm glad that you compiled some thoughts together. I'm sure were original thoughts that you got off the top of your head and nowhere else. Uh, definitely didn't get this from anywhere else. <laughs> um, so th- I I needed to just throw one out there to just to get any points is all I'm hoping for. So this is con- most likely going to be my coldest bold prediction out of all of them, or like not really a hot take at all. But the World Series matchup will be between the Braves and the Astros. Well, I mean, Ooh. guessing both teams is pretty yeah, gutsy. Yeah, that's why I'm, I wanted. I considered it a bold take because, I mean, it is still just the one seeds, but... Uh, Astros are the two seeds, oh, they but... Uh, they, they yeah, they, they get a buy. Yeah, they do. That's pretty, that's pretty spicy. I mean, I'm thinking of two right now because I do... I, I don't mind the Astros out of the AL and then... Or, yeah, and then the, the Braves... I think for the fact that he's done, we should go with the theme of we said four steals, we give you a four. You've got two teams, give you a two. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take I think, it. I think I'm where you at, Yeah, on one hand, you know, predicting both teams would be pretty impressive. That being said, Astros are favorites in the AL, Braves favorites in the NL. So I'll give you a two for that one. If you would have given us a prediction on who's going to win it all in that, maybe I'd give you a three, but I got to keep it at a two right now. Unless you feel like Saints off on the top of the dome right now. Well, if I had to pick between the two, I'd go with the Braves. So yeah. I that's going to stay at the two for yeah, me. Yeah, okay. that's why I was like, what? I, yeah. All right. Well, so we'll keep it at just a final I, prediction. I think that's fair. I, I won't pin more stuff. On <laughs> so for my second one, uh, and I, for the record, I came up with this before today's games. I picked the Rangers to make the ALCS. Uh, I think that you know, I didn't think I wasn't super impressed with the Rays down the stretch this year. They got for that white hot start, but then they've I don't want to say floundered, but they played more like the team that we expected them to be the rest of the year. They blew a big lead in the AL uh, East, so I think this Rangers team we forgot just how dominant they were even down the stretch this year when it looked like they were going to miss the playoffs. They came storming back, so I think they're going to beat the Rays, and I think they're going to take down the young upstart Orioles and make the ALCS. Not going to say they're going to go to the World Series because I'm still picking the Astros, but I think Rangers are going to make some noise this postseason. I will say that is definitely on the same level as my Twins take. So I'm out of four because I really like this Orioles team. They're pretty well balanced. They were kind of my favorite to uh, to represent the AL. Maybe not win, but yeah, that's pretty spicy. I'll give you a four. I'll give you a four. Yeah, I, I could be, I mean, just 
misreading uh, or reading the wrong articles, but I, I have seen <laughs> people say that they are, the Orioles are a good team. They, the Rangers don't exactly have like an easy uh, route in the playoffs, so uh, I, th- I think I'll give you a four with that. I- I'm just going to be riding Max's coattails with this one. So Okay, I think none of us are going to disagree with each other. It's, yeah. <laughs> most of these have pretty fair margins to them, but I'll definitely take the four on that one. I thought I was going to get a three, so awesome. Yeah. Should I, should I go next? Go for it. I will mention... Um, Wait, I skipped I, you. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. Vince and I have a very similar one. Your first one about the Astros, or not the Astros, the Diamondbacks stealing bases. We did not communicate with this beforehand. I did not say the exact same thing, but I thought it was funny. I'm also going to say, but these three specific players on the on the, on the Diamondbacks, Cattell Marte, Christian Walker, and, of course, Corbin Carroll, are going to combine for just three home runs in the Brewers series. So... I don't want to be too spicy. I mean, Corbin Carroll, as I said, and El Rookie of the Year, pretty much locked in. Well, is definitely locked in. And then two other good, two other good players there. So, so th- you're saying three or less homers, three or more, or three or more, three or more. I'm, yeah. I'm going anti Brewers. Okay. Yeah, I, I respect it. Um, ooh, I, I'm leaning towards a two here because all three of these guys are. I, you're, you're nodding at me, so I think I was expecting better. like a two for that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at the power that these guys have plus the speed. Uh, yeah, they're 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 very complete players. Not excited to see them at the top of the order in ten minutes. So yeah, I gotta. I think two is pretty fair on that one. All right. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm copying you again. <laughs> again here, Vince. Right you should there. just do five. Just yeah. to <laughs> spread chaos and yeah. Awesome. Alex, let's hear your second one here. Okay, so th- this is just something I want to see. Um, there will be at least one game with a Grand Slam in this year's playoffs. I don't know if that oh, happens a lot, but I just here. want... Is that just not a hot take at all? All right, what if we do over three of them then? Whoa. Is that... That's that pretty hot then? Pretty oh, my hot. gosh. That's okay. pretty hot. Well, I'm, I'm locking in with that then, because okay. I, I didn't know if that was something that happens a lot or not. I feel like it doesn't, but, I mean, well, let's if find I'm going the, the whole most... playoff a whole playoffs than it has to be. Yeah, I know the I Phillies hit it. a monster grand slam against the Braves last year in the playoffs, but three, I'd be willing to... I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I would give you a four on that one. I don't... That's really tough, actually. I don't know. Cause I I'm don't know. I'm trying to know. think of the mathematical... Because I know home run percentage is like 4% or something like that. So then having bases loaded, having three... I'm, I might have to... No, I'm going to keep you at four. Right, <laughs> There's right. a lot of games being played here. <laughs> You kind of know what I'm going to say. I'm going to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's very, very hot. Very hot. Glad that we're all on the same page here. So then I'll do my final one. You know, I picked the Braves to win it all uh, like everyone else. Their lineup is just incredible. You look at top to bottom. I mean, their nine-hitter, Michael Harris, might be probably a middle-of-the-order guy for the Brewers, one of their best hitters. So I'm going to say that not only will the Braves win it all, they're going to – they will not lose more than six games all postseason. Ooh. All right. I mean, you are picking. Actually, no, I'm gonna say five because now I do the math in my head. Okay, you are picking the World Series champion, so uh, you do get some credit for doing that. And then the number of games, yeah. So how often does that ha- like? What's a, a normal number of losses for a uh, World Series? The winner? most losses you could get and still win it all, I believe, because they have the buy. That'd be one, two plus. That'd be eight losses because the most you can have and still win the World Series. So I'm saying five or less. I'm thinking right in the middle with like a three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it it is still a bold t- take, but I mean, the Braves are I mean a, a really good team. Yeah, so. they're 
<laughs> they're pretty loaded. We were talking, we we're doing our roundtable. I'm just gonna give a give a plug to the WSM Sports Blog. We did a roundtable yesterday. That Max, you contributed to that, I believe, right? I did contribute yeah. to that roundtable article. Basically, I said that um, you know the Dodgers have a stack lineup. Astros were hobbled all year and still won it, and they're healthy. Orioles look like exciting. Braves in five. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just so talented. Well, I believe Max, you're up next. Yeah. With our new order. <laughs> yes. Yeah, my so, bad once again. No, you're good. Sort of going back, actually, to that roundtable at WSEM, Mine, my third one is completely related to uh, which player is going to surprise us. Now, I've been following this guy since his Oakland Athletic days. Uh, Jesus Lazardo. he's one of my favorite pitchers. The words I say in the roundtable are, he's got absurd stuff. He's a lefty, that, so wonky lefty. Throws 97, sits 97, I should say, on his heater. And his his he calls it a breaking ball. It's sort, I think in like most circles it's classified as a slider. But he he's just like when you ask him what pitch he throws, he's like I don't know. It's a breaking ball. He's just a funny guy. He gets on half of the times that batters swing on this pitch, they whiff. It's just absurd numbers for him. Wow. I love him. I love the whole Marlins rotation if it was healthy, but they're not. <laughs> I'm gonna say Lazardo, and I didn't want to know. I didn't know how hot I wanted to go. I'm gonna say ten strikeouts tonight. He's pitching tonight Ooh. against the Phillies. 10 strike, ten plus strikeouts. And okay. do I go with sh- a shutout, or do I go with one or fewer runs? Um, I'm going to compl- say shutout. 10, 10, 10 strikeout shutout. I can't talk him up and not uh, go all the way. So 10, 10 plus strikeouts from Lazardo tonight. No runs. Hmm. You know, that's a tough one. I'm, I'm, not, I'm deciding between three and four right now, because Lazardo is a good strikeout pitcher, averages 10.5 strikeouts per nine innings. So I, I think i got to go... Three on that one. I think the it's the number of runs is really where the hot take comes yeah. in there. Because if he's pitching the full game, that that's probably a right about where you want him to line up. Great point. Um, I th- I think I'd stick with a three there. Also, I don't I like it. Well, so how often is there like a no hitter or shutout in baseball? Is that like uh, no? Those are two very different things. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. A co- like a complete game shutout. One pitcher goes nine innings. But you're just saying shutout, though. You're not saying complete game. Oh, like one of the guys just goes any number of innings, and he just, like, five or more, and he shuts them out. Pretty often. Definitely, okay. like, once a week, twice a week, three times a week, something like that, yeah. But you're not picking Lazardo to go all nine innings. I'm not picking him. They won't even let him go all nine. Yeah, that's a good They'll point. pull him after, like, six, yeah. you know, because playoffs. And whatnot, of course. So, yeah. uh, awesome. So my final Close it out t- for us, Alex. All right. We need a Brewers one here, a positive Brewers one here. So I'm going the Brewers to win at least two playoff series, taking down the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. They're kind of a trendy pick to beat the Dodgers right now. They are. I'm not sure if they will or not, but I have seen that in some circles. That being said, winning two playoff series... A lot of my Brewers fans, friends, thought this was my hottest take on my list. So really? I had really? Because well, I would think... you hear my other takes, they weren't that hot. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, Vince, he said Rangers gave you a four. I said Twins winning two series. Two series. Gave me a four. I don't know if I want to say Brewers winning two games is a four. Because like Vince, I do really like the Brewers team a lot. Do we give them a four or do we give them a three? Um, I, I got to say three because their path is much easier than the other Two teams. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go with four. We oh, have to. We, we have to do it. Save it for last. We'll go four. I'm okay. going to. I'm going to go four. Well, do we, do we split it and do a, th- three a three and point a five? Sounds yeah. good. All right. So if they do, you get three and a half points. Sounds okay. Good. So max points I can get is eleven. I'm not sure if we were 
Adding I kept up. I kept track. Yeah, I had a three, a two, and a three point five. So that's eight nine and a half. half or eight and a half. Yeah, I can get uh, nine points. <laughs> All right, wait, no, no, you said three, five, and three and a half. Oh no, oh, you're no, at two. You're oh gosh, I can't do math. This is embarrassing. It, it's eight and a half. Eight okay, and a half. Yeah. nine. You can get 11? Yeah, I'm not wow. going to. I just want to have some fun here. I'm fully expecting, I don't know, if I had to give a pick, I'd say I'm, I'm picking you, Max, in this one. And with that, we actually might have to wrap it up. I don't even know if we have time for our next yeah, segment we only here. have three minutes just here. Just three minutes left. So we'll do the next people a favor. Actually, Max, why don't you uh, quick tell us what shows you're on for WSUM? Thursdays at 4 p.m., The Triple Threat. I co-host with Casey Lazar and Reed Kemai. Wonderful show. We have a great time. We talk about uh, the three major sports, so basketball, baseball, and football. And then Sunday nights at 9 p.m., I'm, I'm soloing a, a show called Expounding the Mound, where if you like baseball, I sort of talk all about what goes into pitching and how to understand. You know, it's for new people to baseball, trying to understand what pitching is. I Looks guess. like Alex could yeah, use that. Yeah, that's definitely in my wheelhouse there, something I need to, to check out. <laughs> yeah, I really like the triple threat, though, because you guys put in a ton of prep work. Uh, to your shows. You get there very early. We I do get say. there very early. I'll tell you guys beforehand. But the thing I appreciate most is that you guys are called the Triple Threat and you have three people. Meanwhile, there's a particular show that starts at 6 o'clock on Tuesdays called The Starting Five that has four people in it. Ooh. So I, I got to go yell at those guys so I can see them outside the door. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make that weekly tradition for myself. I, that's a, a, another great tradition to add to the show right there. I yeah. Mean, I think we just put the pressure on them until they, they either find a fifth member or just go with the big four or something Yeah, like give that. it back to us. They're just taking it lying down, though. Yeah. But with that, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this edition after further review. But don't go anywhere. Starting five coming up in just a minute. Have a great rest of your Tuesday.